0: Hello, folks. This is Princess. You are listening to the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to share with your friends.
1: It's tough. We're in a very tough spot. I think that what we're doing right now is a great benefit and virtue because it's an end around between this whole corrupt informational system, media system. We claim to believe in a God who spoke the universe into existence and literally raised himself from the dead. And yet we are not going to believe that anything else exists in the spirit realm, even though his word tells us that they do.
0: Their bodies weren't permitted to go to sleep, like humans do, and they weren't permitted to go to heaven. So they wander the earth. You know, I've seen the eyes turn black to unknown tongues being spoken. These giants were way up in the highlands. The young braves, the young men, would hide up in the trees and wait for one of these twelve footers to come walking down the path, and they would
1: jump on him and kill him, drag him back to the village, and the village would feast on the body. Freedom. Then people start to get weapons, they start to get armor, they start to build cities, they start to fortify their cities.
0: Now, God looks down and there's violence everywhere.
1: The battle, this war that we are at, is not against each other. It's against these principalities and these rulers and these archons in the high places. It's really worthwhile to read the Bible yourself.
0: Fear is one of the primary drivers of mind control because we have to take every thought captive and resist fear.
1: You're going to have a testimony that is a justice
0: case against the kingdom of darkness.
1: Welcome back to the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. I'm your host, Rod, and thank you for being here with me for another awesome episode. This is part three with Dr. Robert Rodage. And once again, we have a fascinating conversation that I believe is edifying and educational for the body. We talk about doors and gates. Not the kind of doors and gates you might be thinking of when I first said that. We also get into David and the ephod the veil thinning oh yeah Doc's got some interesting stuff to say about that we also dive into the body of the soul and the spirit I'm so thankful for Doc and this three part series he's done with us here on the mustard seed in order to spark you guys to deeper study to open up the paradigm a little bit about who we are and what we're called to what the enemy's up to and so much more I just want to take a moment and thank you guys for taking this journey with me, for listening, for sharing the show. It would not be the podcast it is without you guys, the listeners, helping out in all the ways that you do. For covering us in prayer, for those of you who are donating, you guys sharing these episodes, it makes a world of difference. But I am so excited for what God is doing in this day and age and how he is taking these little tiny seeds of faith and doing very unique things with them. If you haven't already left us a five star rating and review, please do that. That helps the show grow. And share the show. I don't care how you guys share it, just pass it along word of mouth, text message, send it in an email. It all helps us reach one more person just like you and me. And I won't waste any more time. We're gonna get right into this part three with Doc. I'm ready. Are you guys ready? let's go go. welcome back to the show everybody i have an awesome episode in store for you guys because i'm joined by the one and only doc robert rodich and man it is great to be back with you for
0: a part three doc Hey, great to be with you, too.
1: And I got some cool questions lined up. We've had some really interesting and deep conversations the last two appearances on the podcast here. And I've gotten some excellent questions and feedback and encouragement. And there's some doubters, but we don't focus on them. We're just doing what we feel is uh, the right thing to be doing in the day and age that we live in. But I got some questions. I'll just kind of start firing off at you. If, If you remember, though, we left the audience with a cliffhanger. Um, diving into the flax linen and the frequency oh, of organic yeah. materials. So let's just kind of touch that and then we'll just jump into the flow of some questions I have here.
0: Well, you know, maybe, maybe addressing some of the doubters because some, some of the people um, um, here and there say, well, how do frequencies work? Well, okay. Everything either has a frequent frequency or can conduct frequencies. Okay, why did Jesus say, if y'all don't make noise, the rocks will cry out? Well, come to find out that you can program rocks. You say, oh, come on, that's just getting too way out there. Not you, Rod, but somebody else might. Okay, <laughs> so does, you know, you're, now, Rod, I realize you're not probably old enough to remember this, so I'm not being condescending in any way. But when I was a kid, we we, we could buy crystal radio sets, The crystals acted as a tuner in some way, and we could pull in local little radio channels with this little unit we could make because, you know, maybe you could buy that kit for a dollar and a half or two dollars in those days, and real radios were like fifteen or twenty dollars. Well, that's like two hundred now, you know, when I was a kid. And so it's the crystal that's a rock. Okay. So does it surprise us that the scriptures are full of things that we don't see what is really there? If the Lord is telling us don't mix, you know, the wool with the linen and this way and that way. And, uh you know, it's all for a reason. He understands frequency. but But more than that, I think it has to do with we have frequencies in us around us flowing through us we need to we receive how does god speak to us rod it's likely some form of radio frequency it's supernatural but we're still on 3d planet earth and i find it real interesting that some of these people that have had these dental implants it's not everyone but some of them have had to have them removed because they were hearing radio stations in their head. They became the, the implants somehow set them up to be a receiver and they were hearing the, the, the the music being played in their head. Hmm. So, so there's, so there's all these folks out there. Well, you know, if I can't see it, it must not be real. Well, guess what? You know, if you lived in the 14 or 1500s and been on a ship and, and uh sorry flat earthers but um you know the yeah there are anomalies i get that but if if you just you know started and went round cape horn and went around the world and ended up back in england or something like that um you'd have discovered you probably went around a pear-shaped globish type thing that does have places that you can see for long stretches And it would have, you know, messed up with what they believed before that. Well, we're kind of in that now because what's happening is the Lord is saying, okay, time for the book of Daniel, the things I told Daniel to seal up, we're going to start opening to those who have ears to hear and eyes to see. And frequencies, the way that things really work and transition from heaven realm into earth, we're starting to finally get a grasp on some of these things so you know do i need to be you know just super super uh focused on whether i only wear linen from now on well the bad thing about linen is you gotta iron it all the time you know what i'm saying okay so so yeah. you know does does doc always wear linen no but i do have linen in my closet and and you know i wear it whenever i can and you know especially the shirts from tommy bahamas and stuff like that you know you can you know you can get nice things and and but everybody's a little different some people are really low energy because they've been hammered from the enemy's camp from a long time they're the ones that probably really should wear a linen because they don't have any extra energy at the moment. You know what I'm saying? They need all the balance that they can get. So I don't, I, you know, that's just my talking on the subject, but it is really real and it shouldn't be freaking anybody out. Um, case in point. Sometimes we run into people that tell us, where does it mention courts in heaven? Well, it talks about us being gates. It talks about, courts in several different places but if you put somehow like into these bible search engines the the effects of doing court cases you know basically like the kinds of things that you'd say before a judge in that there's over 5000 verses in scripture that relate to court cases but because wow. it's not spelled out for us this is a verse that you would use in court Oh, come on, we have to grow up a little bit here. You know, the rapture is not mentioned in the Bible. It's, it uses different terms, you know, a catching away, you know, so, you know, these people that are, you know, just going around and, and, and being so nitpicky on stuff. Here's where the real issue, your soul is fractured. You need to get right before God. You need to get all your pieces put back together. You need to realize that there's a book written in heaven about you and that God has something better planned for you and loves you more than you could ever know. Why are you wallowing around with the hogs in the pen and the mud and the bad thinking when God could be opening heaven to you? That's the real issue. But nobody wants to speak plain today because we're afraid we're going to hurt somebody's feelings. Well, boo-hoo. When when I was a kid and I did something wrong, guess what came out of my dad's pants? Not his wallet to pay me off or to set me in front of a TV or give me an iPhone because they didn't exist. It was his belt. And when the belt came out, when he weighed two hundred and ten pounds and 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 was six foot four, I knew I was in trouble. So guess what my response was? I didn't run. I didn't hide. I said yes, sir, and I put myself on his mercy. And because my dad had an incredibly soft heart, most of the time he didn't whip me. But when he did, guess what? I deserved it. It's just time for all of us to get real and become who we are supposed to be. And so, all of these wonderful questions that you share and the the thought-provoking questions aren't just so that all these people out on the fringes, Rod, are out there just okay i don't know if i believe this i don't this and that you know what either we want to flow with the true kingdom of god and the kingdom of heaven they are slightly different ones within us one is without or we don't that's our choice that's always our choice so that's my response to linen so there you go amazing amazing yeah
1: that was that was really good doc <sighs> A couple things that came to mind real quick before I jump into the next question is the Lord disciplines those whom he loves. And then there's the scripture that talks about those who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. And if we look at the details of that and and what you're talking about and, and we're praying and interceding and looking with the biblical filter, ask your pastors, you guys, if you're listening, ask your pastor, how is a son led by the spirit of God? how does that spirit communicate with you, right? How do you get that download? How do you get that nudging and that leading? Cause it's not quite as cut and dry as some people would like to make it be. And that's why the importance of entering into these conversations in this space is important for the people that get it. We're, we're in this together. You guys, I am journeying with you guys and learning and full of meekness and humility. And believe me, the discipline's real <laughs> and, and, Yeah, good stuff. And then the gates thing, Doc, you brought that up again. Man, it's Psalms 24. Oh, Lord, this is good stuff. Psalms 24, verse seven, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lift up ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Now I'm just going to put a pin in that because I have some questions directly regarding that but um to just to cover up my thoughts on flax linen so i feel like i can move on and i don't feel nudged to jump back in later but doc when i go to try to buy flax linen or wool it's really expensive and if i go to my local macy's or kohl's or anywhere you know whatever your local shopping is wherever you guys are listening you plug in your local commercial shopping store and you'll find rayon and acrylic and you'll find spandex and you know all these different materials that are synthetic and very low frequency. So just something to think about for the listeners. But Doc, let's jump into this. So we were talking off air and you were captivating me with the you know, I wanted to come back to the thoughts. So for the listeners out there, and for myself, as I'm learning and growing, we get hit with thoughts, the scriptures do talk about the enemy shooting fiery arrows, right, that there can be bad thoughts, clearly. We can test it against the word. And if it's an evil thought, you're dealing with an evil spirit. But how do we uh, jump into fine tuning this process, you know, thoughts and how they work? Um, How can we recognize the Holy Spirit uh, speaking to us and then elaborate a little bit on how we take our thoughts captive into the obedience of Christ and just anywhere else you want to go from there?
0: Sure. Well, I mean, one of the first things we have to realize that the enemy's camp doesn't sleep. Humanity in a, in in the form that we are today probably has really only been on planet Earth six seven eight thousand years, depending on you know how right they got it. Because Adam was created at some point, you know how many other atoms there were before that. I'll let all those guys hash that out. I'm too busy doing other things. Um, during this time, the enemy has knows exactly how to operate in the systems that exist around us whether humanity sees them or recognizes them or not whether it's something in the court it doesn't matter the one of the greatest ways to hear god and to distinguish voices is obviously to read the word of god but not just read it and study it alone that's very important but there are certain scriptures that we should actually meditate on, so that they transition into what is called rhema. In other words, there's there's a there's actually a frequency shift that takes place from from what we're reading in the spirit realm, and all, and it starts vibrating, and it changes something inside of us. And that's that's you know, because otherwise, it's written. It's called logos or logos, however you want to say it. But then when it becomes Rhema, there's a living aspect. And most of us would do well to learn how to develop that. That's one of the first things we can do as a new believer is just take certain scriptures and just think about them. And just with just, just a kind heart, just Lord, talk to me about this. And, you know, let these things become alive because it's actually building foundational principles within us that we need for later on. Because ultimately, excuse me here, I got a call ultimately what happens is is that we're going to be asked to move on in maturity and there's going to be things that we're going to have to deal with in our lives there's generational issues there's things that we've done ourselves there's legalities that exist in the spirit realm whether we like to admit it or not all of these things have a resident effect on our bodies and our thinking and the way we do things well We all know, and scripture is very plain when it says that the word of God is, you know, so powerful that it can even divide between the soul and the spirit, the bones and the marrow. Well, we're one unit, but we're made in God's image in three aspects, the body, the soul, the spirit. In a way, each has its own operating system. But they also merge at the convergence point of the human heart. And so there's overflow and communications that can go back and forth but because we're born into a default situation and we just show up and go outside and play kick the can and do whatever kids do these days we don't think about these things well as we get into the word as we begin maturing as the holy spirit begins coming to us one of the first things that he does because he's in charge of our physical body you know Scripture says, you know, you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Well, Jesus rules over our soul and Father rules over our spirit, but they also flow back and forth. So, you know, you know, it's not just Jesus. Okay, he's stuck in my soul. Well, he's everywhere, you know, but he, he is in authority over my soul. And we are also seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. You know, those are not metaphors. Something real is taking place when that happens. So with all this in mind, there, there is going to be a period in our lives where it's going to be cleanup day. Well, I was raised, I was born in the South, raised in the Midwest, and I'm back in the South now. But almost any culture within the United States, there's always a spring and a fall house cleaning time. You know what I'm saying? Well, it is getting close to house cleaning time for a lot of people. There are things that have been anchored into the way we think, the way we operate, that are not conducive to full kingdom continuity. And they need to go. So, not that our personal spirit can't get in a little bit of trouble, but for the most part, our spirit, unless we've had some real rough upbringing, okay? does pretty good once we're born from above the soul is the real active thing simply because the soul is where the action happens it's kind of a not it's a processing center it's where our garden is where it's where things are supposed to grow so people that are familiar with the way some government agencies work when they create mk ultra people and when um You know, the satanic ritual abuse takes place. They fracture the soul. Well, I'm going to put to our listeners today uh, that there's kind of a backdoor fracturing that can take place where the same person stays their same person. But if they've had a trauma at age 12, then there's, you know, Billy at age 12. And then there's Billy at age 18. And so they have conflicting personalities within their own personality. And I've seen that, too. But none of that is supposed to be that way. The soul is supposed to be one cohesive unit where when we get something from heaven, we plant it in our garden. We release our anointing to water it, to fertilize it, waiting for the moment. Because as believers, we have we have a motto. It's I only do what I see the father doing or hearing or feeling. But we know it's him. But we've missed that whole step rod where things have to be put in a process of maturation. And believe it or not, our very soul is where a lot of that should take place for eventual release into our natural mind and into the energy field that we walk in so that there is a manifestation in 3D planet Earth. But none of that's going to happen unless we do some cleaning up. So that's why I wrote my book moving towards Sonship because it not only gives us verbiage to be able to do that it lays some foundation so people don't feel like they're just bouncing off the wall and going after this tail and that tail and this tail and that tail and never really being able to put together a comprehensive picture so when we do the cleanup work then the next phase believe it or not is a real growth phase Where And you and I talked off air that we're kind of in that time where it's starting to happen just so quick that we're barely learning the thing we just were working on before something new comes. Well, not that many years ago, we'd get one thing and we'd have to chew on it for six months. So people that are just now tuning into this stuff need to be really happy that it's going this quick because it's going to benefit them as well. So talking about the body, soul, and spirit, Understanding that there needs to be an inner union and a flow, but a lot of cleaning up, especially in the soul and maybe some things in the natural mind, depending on, you know, what somebody's been into and how bad their food's been if they were on drugs and things. So there's some physical work that may need to be done as well, which is why I have my nutritional practice. There comes a point when all of a sudden we're going to hear from God. Now. The way people hear from God is usually divided into four areas. And if I can remember the four, because I usually always focus on two. You're going to see, you're going to know, you're going to hear, or you're going to feel. Now, everybody wants to be a seer, Rod, but not everybody can be. I'm a knower. My wife's, I'm not sure if she's a feeler or hearer, but because she kind of goes back and forth between those two, But the beautiful thing is, is that as the inner things get adjusted and the bad stuff's not there anymore and good stuff from heaven is being imparted, we start seeing in pictures, even if we're not a seer. Now, I might just get like a snapshot, just a real quick snippet, but I'm seeing it. The knowing thing, though, is I'm kind of like in grayscale. I'm seeing you know, the cloud of witness people moving around and I see Enoch come in, but I don't see him the way the seer does. That is what we're working toward. We have to realize that we are so connected to heaven that it's not even funny. But we've got to clear out the filters and statics so that we know exactly what the Lord is saying to us when the Holy Spirit speaks. And here's why each part of our being kind of has its own voice our spirit has its own voice our soul has its own voice and i'm using my physical voice right now talking to you and your audience sometimes we're actually hearing our soul say something yesterday i was doing some things and got kind of tired and i was sitting in my chair and and uh i heard this voice say you need to take some adrenal some adrenal capsules (laughs) and I went what so I tested myself and sure enough my electromagnetic heart energy had dipped way down and so I took it and I started feeling better now that wasn't the devil and it wasn't necessarily the Holy Spirit we're working through so that we're recognizing the voices that are around us can some of them be the enemy sure But, you know, the Father has his own voice, the Holy Spirit has his own voice, and Jesus has his own voice. They can speak simultaneously as Yahweh. But there's times where I go and I just hang out with God the Father. There's times when I just hang out with Jesus. There's times when I just hang out with Holy Spirit. So, I don't know if that's the depth that you wanted me to go to, but I hope that's enough for people to chew on out there.
1: Yeah, that's really good stuff. So, the verse that kept coming into my mind as you were talking, Doc, is 1 John, or just John, I'm sorry. And verse 48, we hear about Nathaniel, right? And Nathaniel, he's under the fig tree. He probably was in fervent prayers, you know, seeking direction (laughs) for the hope and the consultation of Israel. And no human eye observed him. So, when he meets the Christ, And Jesus says, man, I seen you under the fig tree when he had that moment, right, where he understood that (laughs) he's like, bro, I was alone. Nobody seen me. I was entering into heavenly places. I I was, you know, whatever. He's meditating on the word of God. He's seeking. And then it just everything that you were talking about that kept kind of kept cycling back to me. I was just seeing Nathaniel sitting under there. And I'm like, that is so deep because that's what we need to be doing like sitting in that river of living water. So everything you just said is I
0: right, good stuff, doc, but that's well, where it well, took Rod, me. I hope that's helpful. Yeah. It's, it's someone. a process. And sometimes we just yeah. want to see, or we just want to hear, but, but we have to understand that the way that that is developed is we cut our teeth on the things that are not maybe so good in our lives but the process involved into turning them into blessings and getting, in some cases, deliverance, in some cases, just wonderful um, fruit of the Holy Spirit or different things imparted from heaven or by the word. That process is what develops us for doing all the cool things that some of us are seeing other people doing.
1: We are going to revisit this thread Even in the future, if we don't quite get back to it on this recording doc, I want to go back there as time goes on and really talk more about the soul, the spirit, the human heart, the seat, right? And just dive into these things because it's going to spark people to want to read the book too, as we kind of are digesting this in bite-sized pieces because it's new to a lot of us here in the body. What are your thoughts with David and the ephod? So there's this story in the Old Testament where David's own men are going to stone him. He's hearing rumors of his own people kind of wanting to cut him off and get him out of here because there were some really bad things that happened. Everyone else was cutting their teeth on bad stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And David does something very peculiar, where he goes and inquires of the Lord. So he's like, that's it. I'm breaking through, right? He takes the ephod. So tell us what an ephod is. And then, I mean, what was David doing? I'll let you finish the part, the rest so I don't just ramble on And uh, let's see what your thoughts are on that verse.
0: Well, you know, well, yeah, that now that's, that, that's something that I haven't studied for a while. So I can only sp- speak in general terms about David. That's totally fine. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I have to go back and get the mind of the Lord, because to be honest with you, for the last three months, I have been just throwing myself into this understanding, this soul, so that we can all be even more free, that sometimes those things get filed away. The thing about David, which is really, really interesting, because when I first became a believer and I saw all the good things that David did and some of the shady things that he did, I said, well, Lord, you know, you're really displaying your grace but, you know, it, it kind of looks like sometimes David's getting away with things. Now, we know that nobody really does, so I get that. But remember, I'm kind of thinking in terms of a young Christian at that point. And, but, as, but as I've grown in the Lord, I realized that, that David was probably operating, whether he really knew it or not, he was operating out of the future, but in his time. Now does that kind of make sense to you? So yeah, yeah, when he does. when he ate from the table of shoe bread and did some of the things that he did he really shouldn't have been able to do that but he did it. So the only thing that that and this is why I'm speaking to the to the bigger picture and I promise you before the next time I'll go through and I'll, I'll you know I'll get my studies down and things because I'm having, this is as strange as it sounds, I've been a believer for 50 years. I actually have a, a, a doctorate in theology besides alternative medicine. But it's kind of like I asked an attorney one time when I was in his office for a church matter that we were going through. And he had this beautiful library behind him. And I said, man, you know everything that's in those books? He said, no, sir. He said, but I know how to look everything that's in those books up. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I said, okay, I get it. That's cool. Yeah, no, I don't have it all memorized, but I can. I know how to reference those things. I'm having to go back and revisit a lot of the things that I thought I knew, scripturally speaking, not because they've changed, but because they're actually deeper now. They're well, act- they
1: actually it- mean more. And that's what I was um, kind of alluding to a little bit. Like the ephod has these 12 stones that are representative of the nation of Israel, right? And the tribes. Right, the tribe. And David is using that. To inquire of the Lord. And I just think that's really interesting because Well, because not, the
0: stones, the uh, stones had frequencies. That's correct. part of the, the but thing. If that
1: happened today, Doc, people would be like, Oh, that's Reiki, that's healing stones. It's like, listen, I do not endorse Reiki. I do not suggest you guys go get stones and do weird stuff with them. But the Bible brings this up, and and this is something that we'll dive into as time goes on. But David's after God's own heart, and it's it's just a phenomenal story. So for some listeners out there, you, you guys go look that up in First or Second Samuel, wherever that's at. Um, I'll try to actually drop that scripture in the details of the show notes of this episode so you guys can go right there and read about the situation David finds himself in. But a lot of what Doc has been talking about, has been talking about for years, and is specifically through these last three parts, pointing to scenarios like this in the word, so yes, the Bible verse may not say frequency or vibration, but when we just come on, you guys, like Doc says, let's grow up a little bit. We know there's even scientific proof that some of these materials output frequency, some materials absorb frequency. Inorganic materials, um, and just the synthetic materials that really are in our food, in the air, and the contrails, they're in the water, are. very interesting. My buddy Enoch has a good bit to say about that and how it can transmit signals. But anyway, well, let me, let me
0: just, let me just say this about the ephod. I mean, cause, because I mean, like I said, there's probably a lot greater depth, but the general things that I know about is that remember that anything related to the priesthood was already set apart and sanctified by heaven, even though in the time of David, they had more of a, a, of a mobile temple. Okay, you know it wasn't you know it wasn't Solomon's yet, it wasn't built in stone. And and so the the stones that the priests would have weren't just okay, here's a ruby, here's an emerald. They were connected with the stones inside the father. So there's going to be a quantum link which enabled the priests to do what they did. So so let me throw this. I know this isn't the ephod, but 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 let me let me throw this out to you. Remember when when Jesus was was crucified and then the moment of his death, it says that that the temple curtain was rent in two. Well, in the Holy of Holies, there was this massive and I'm not sure how thick it was, but I think four inches, six inches. It was woven of a curtain, but it wasn't a curtain like curtains that you open in the center. It was solid. We know that the priest would have a rope tied around his leg in case there was a spot on him because he would be killed. They'd have that the only way they could get him out was to drag him out. You remember, remember hearing about that? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, the question is, how did the priest get through the curtain into the Holy of Holies? There was no door, there was no opening. He translated through. Huh? Did you know that? No. <laughs> that's what? he walked right through the curtain, Rod. because that's what the presence of God does. That's what the supernatural <gasps> does.
1: So he couldn't, if he tried to get through the curtain with spot or blemish on him, it would kill him because yeah, he, he get on the he, he tr- he'd
0: translate a- through to get on the other side. And when he got into the direct presence, whoop, sorry, next priest, Boom. please. Hit the floor. They got to drag them out. Okay. So, so, wow. so, okay. So if that was happening, why should it be any mystical new age thing? Because they try to copy. See, see, this is what we have to understand. What we see in the new age in the mystical that is evil mystical is they're copying the real. We just need to see what the real is. So exactly. there's 12 stones. I can't rem- I used to have all the names memorized, but sorry, that was like 45 years ago. You know, which stone, you know, some of them I still couldn't pronounce then, let alone now. But, um, <laughs> you know, am- 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 amaranth or whatever, you know, however yeah. you say some of those. Yeah. Okay. But, but what I'm saying is there's a supernatural link with, with, in resonance with the stone In the stones that exist inside the Father himself. So that's part of the whole picture of what enables the whole temple stuff to go on because there's a supernatural quantum link going on. It's probably even better than quantum, but that's a term people are starting to understand. So David knew that. David knew that 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 there was a direct link between that and heaven. So what I was referring to earlier was the fact that David— wasn't really supposed to probably be able to do that right but he was living ahead in time to the time when the savior had already come and we were supposed to be doing what we were doing i'm convinced david had a vision of that in his lifetime like some key prophets and daniel and different ones did and he just chose to operate basically in advance heavenly principles as if the, this lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world had already come and it benefited him in many ways. Well, now why he still the, went on and did the silly things? Maybe he didn't have all of his soul pieces lined up. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Doc. And then because you're hundred percent right. Faith, the substance of things, hope for us, the evidence of the unseen, right? We walk by faith, not by sight. So all this stuff is interconnected when we see the ephod with all these 12 different stones. We look at the book of revelation. We got Jasper, Sapphire, Emerald mm. onyx, like all these different stones. And even the throne room of God, there's like a sea of glass. There's different like waters. It says, right. There's all this. So that stuff's connected. And David had a heart after the Lord. And like you just said, doc, the lamb, which was slain before the foundations of the earth. So it's almost like David was operating in this spirit on a whole, like he was, not restricted by his momentary fleshly time experience, but he was actually seated in the place in agreement with the, in getting heavenly downloads. He was operating and doing exactly what God was calling him to do. We can see it; it is right there in the word. God's taking pleasure in him because he was a man after God's heart. Because uh, when we've heard the argument, Saul, he didn't do half the things that David did, but David was chosen. It's like, what's going on here at first glance, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And that's why these important, these conversations are so important, Doc, because it's helping us to digest and make.
0: Well, just for the sake of uh, just for the sake of some of the folks. Okay, so, you know, I'm, you know, besides being, you know, somebody that shares what God's doing, you know, in heaven, wrote the book, all that stuff. Obviously, I'm a, a doctor of alternative medicine, as people would say. Technically, I'm. Um, You know, I have I have my doctorate degree in the application of clinical nutrition, which is high powered nutrients when I'm able to discern that there's a deficiency in somebody's body. Well, that deficiency is there. It gives off a a sick frequency, which I pick up and then I'm able to match those frequencies. And hopefully the the understanding is, as people get better. But recently I got fascinated by. Um, looking at a product that was supposed to help block um, bad electromagnetic energy. So I thought, well, you know, I kind of have a flair for working with things, wood, you know, different things. And so I started studying what different gemstones could do. You know, they don't have any mystical properties. What they really do is they take frequencies and they turn them into a different frequency as it's run through the stone. And remember on the podcast, we've already talked about the crystal being able to empower a radio. So I looked these things up and I figured out how to do a base where I use um, copper powder and brass powder and um, a little coil of uh, usually copper that I, that you can't really see. And I pour acrylic into that and let it set. And then on top of that, I take, based on what I'm trying to do, is I take all these gemstones and I put them kind of, I'm, I'm getting better at it. I mean, I wouldn't be accused of being a great jewelry maker or anything like that. But, um, but I have been able to test on a scale of 0 to 10 about the effectiveness on how these things would do against electromagnetic frequencies, but not just that. Like if you have one in your pocket or maybe if it's a little one, if you wore it around your neck, would it have the ability to convert rogue frequencies and maybe convert them into something positive? And the first thing I found out with one of these electromagnetic frequency meters that I have is that if somebody's being hammered by electromagnetic frequencies they can cut the level of frequency down by about 50 percent so that's kind of cool but then what i found out was i could rate these and, and it didn't just stop at 10 10 is kind of the goal but a lot of the things that i were making were going over 10 into being 16 17 18 meaning they're even more powerful than the baseline and then I have a rife machine. And, and I don't know, Rod, do you know what a rife machine is? Yes. It's I a did. frequency yeah. machine. So so I have this little unit where instead of connecting like the the tens pads to you and then the frequencies come into your body, you can put it on this plate and it will use the plate to do remote healing through quantum entanglement or You can charge things with it you can put the frequencies that are coming through the ripe device into something that's chargeable so i took one of these discs and i laid it on this one little charging area and i let it run for about a day and it went up from an 18 to a 29 in its power now 10 is supposed to be the high part and it ran it up to a 29 well because I have things like opal and rose, rose quartz and amethyst and little gold flakes in it and things like that, what's my point? They're holding a frequency charge. I didn't know that it would work, but it has. And I'm still just in the experimental stage. And so, you know, amazing. so if I can do that, because I have a way of testing, how much bigger is heaven than all of that? You see what I'm saying?
1: Yes, David I knew do. exactly
0: what he was doing. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't know if that was you. You were after with the Ephod thing, but but a lot no, of people absolutely. kind of you know kind of misread David a little bit, and you know they get all caught up in the Bathsheba thing. But listen, David knew how to get a <laughs> hold of God's heart. And and that's the one thing that we need to all learn a lesson because it's through yes. intimacy that everything is kept in balance. That's how everything happens. And if you don't have an intimacy with God where you love him more than the breath that you breathe, well, have fun.
1: Doc, so interesting. I mean, I'm just right now as I'm listening to you, right, you were talking about using brass and, and using these different materials. So I have the concordance opened up and i was looking at psalms 107 the word gates there is h1817 and it's um <laughs> let's see if i can pronounce this da, dalieth, something swinging that is a valve or a door right mm-hmm. so so literally that's the first definition two-leaved a gate a leaf a lid i just thought that was interesting because the word gates in psalms 24, nine is different is it's shows up as oh, let's see, let me click on this one right here. H8179 Sha'ar, in its original sense, an opening that is a door or a gate, then city door, gate, port. And I am don't know why I felt led to say that, but that's just I'm listening to you, I'm it's flowing, I'm like excited, and I got the concordance open and I'm like, brass. So The the first (laughs) verse, 107, for he hath broken the gates of brass. And I don't know, I was just having a bit of a weird, cool connection there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think because if you go back to the fact that Israel was supposed to be, see, Jesus was given all humanity as a bride back at the foundation of creation. The Father would have Israel as his special relationship. and the Holy Spirit, he inhabits everybody. So, Um, it isn't out of question to think that, well, one thing that I think about a lot is, is if Israel really would have walked in what they were supposed to walk in, instead of getting all caught up in all their nonsense through the years, except for key periods, they would have been a shining light to all of humanity for thousands of years. And this world would, would have been a real different place. That's one thing. The other thing is, is it's 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 not out of the question to think that there's things in the way that the Lord instructed them to make their gates and just to do, you know, the the way that you eat food, the way that you do all that. The Lord knew about bacteria and infections and in in building materials and everything, because heaven is where everything comes from. Now, not bad bacteria. But what I'm saying is, is that somehow we think we're the only ones with technology. My gosh, heaven is like the ultimate, the epitome of technology on every level. And so the fact that the Lord would have had certain symbolical things around, even in gates and different things, everything had meaning. We're just now starting to discover some of that meaning for sure. and. You know, for those that like to spiritualize everything, there you go. Run with it, you know, because the Lord takes yeah. care of every single detail so wonderfully. And it's all about the manifestation yeah. of his presence. Yeah. But we've got to be able to carry it and keep it. See, you know, years ago, you know, I was thinking, you know, back when everybody used to run from revival to revival and then it would last about three or four days and we'd have to go back again. One time I asked the Lord about that. I said, Lord, that's cool that we go and we soak in the atmosphere and everything. He said, son, there's going to come a day. Now, this was, you know, like 25 years ago. He said, there's going to come a day where you will be the revival. That you won't have to run to get a charge. You will be the charge. Instead of going to where there's an open heaven to pray, you will be the open heaven. Now, he wouldn't talk to me personally. He's talking to everybody. You see what I'm saying? So some Mm -hmm. paradigm shift has to take place deep inside in order for all of that to be a reality. So we can't have all this shady, hidden stuff. It's got to be dealt with, completely healed. But then the next step is we start getting outfitted to be purveyors of heaven and not only that, the Lord spoke to us recently, and this is so powerful. He said, "You know, y'all are doing a really good job." He, I love it how he kind of speaks in a little bit of southern lingo because he knows that's what we understand here in the South. He says, "He says, you know, y'all are doing a pretty good job of uh, um, getting a lot of things cleaned up." But he said, uh, "What have you really accomplished if all you've done is gone to court and you've stopped the enemy from hammering you? Why don't you start?" going out and taking plunder. I said, what? Yes. Why don't you go out and start taking plunder? You should be repaid 10 times, 100 times for all that the enemy has stolen for you. You go to heaven and you do a court case to stop something. How about a court case to get recompense? To get restitution? I thought, Oh, well, we'll thank Dr. Ron Horner's ministry for that. But that's pretty powerful stuff. Well, the problem is some young believer, bless your heart, is going to listen to this and they're going to go right out and want to get restitution <laughs> without even knowing how to do a court case, let alone cleaning up what's on the inside of them. So please, may I just appeal to everyone, let each day be where you're supposed to be. Work on the things that you're supposed to work on. But in time, you will get to a point where you transition from being somebody that's just kind of being protective to where you become the aggressor, but in the proper way in the spirit realm. And that's what sonship really is all about, because we're the ones that are supposed to step to the forefront. Because to to all the the rapture folks, which I still believe in, in, in in a rapture in principle. Um, guess what? We're still here. Is As rough as what's going on in the Middle East and around the world, what if this time it's the enemy trying to force, his, force the hand of everything that's going on, and this isn't really Ezekiel 36 through 39 or whatever? Yeah. You know, we don't know yet is what I'm saying. You know, we're always yeah, sure. it's very interesting. You know, I go back 50 years, which, you know, Going back two thousands, a lot different, but 50 years for some people is still a long time, Rod. And I remember when some guy, 77 reasons the rapture is going to happen in 1977. Well, then in 78, when it hadn't happened, he found one more reason. And then I think after 1979, he gave up. But my point is, is we are supposed to occupy till he comes. Yes. Now, occupy doesn't mean getting your NFL package and doing nothing but just having your life consumed with uh, fantasy football. You know, if it's a hobby, great. But, you know, what we should be consumed with is the one who saved us by his grace and his blood. And what does that look like to the rest of humanity around us when, when they see a little puff of smoke with our lifestyle when it's supposed to be a flaming raging fire? So I wow. hope that I hope that challenges somebody somewhere, because it challenges is possible. Me. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't tell us to do this and just say, "Okay, well, figure it out on your own." Yeah, he—that's the Holy Spirit is here. You know, somebody went to heaven one time and says, "Father, I see you and Jesus, I see you, but where's the Holy Spirit?" And they just kind of chuckled and said, "Well, he's on Earth. I send him there to be your comforter and to lead you and guide you into all truth. He's on Earth, of course." I mean, you know, some things are pretty obvious.
1: (laughs) So let let me ask a question here, okay? People have been using the term, the veil is thinning. I've been guilty of using the very term as well. Can we talk a little bit about the veil or if you have thoughts about the veil, what what does that mean? What is it? How how do we kind of compartmentalize that a little bit and just wherever you'd like to go from there?
0: Okay, well, actually, that is also a, her, a, a term that I heard from heaven myself in one of my engagements. And so I asked the Lord actually about that very topic, and he said, well, he said it's a combination of things. He said part of it has to do with just timing in the, in, in the journey of mankind in general on planet Earth and things that are going around in the, the universe or wherever. God, You know, when, when God comes up to a time segment, if he has to sovereignly change something or release something he will he'll just do it i think it's a lot nicer if we're ready and we're anticipating that there's a shift or a change beginning to take place well you don't have to be you know super informed about things to realize that the enemy's camp is trying to break down the barriers to let something in from somewhere else with this whole CERN thing, right? The Was it the um, CERN CERN. particle collector or something or other? Well, what they're trying to do is they're trying to rip or they're trying to thin the veil so that those who have been basically sealed off in other dimensions can come through into planet Earth. Okay, so that's on the negative side. On the positive side, because of the way that things have panned out and the fall, because let's, let's be frank. Adam didn't have a veil. The fall set us up for something. It empowered the entire second heaven, which put a type of a veil so that, I mean, think about it. Before the fall, could Adam see angels? Well, of course he could. How could he do the things that he did? He would walk with the guard. You know, it says in in the cool of the afternoon or evening or something like that. There was probably a whole lot more going on than what we thought. And all of that has just been kind of forgotten. And now the Lord is saying that he's thinning the veil, meaning that there's going to it's going to be easier to see in, but also to travel back and forth. Because one of the great mysteries of the ages is, is that Adam probably could do multidimensional things. I say, You know, you say, well, show me the scripture and verse. Oh, come on. He was created by God and hadn't fallen yet. You mean to tell me that he couldn't go places? Of course he could. We just don't have record of that. Well, but when the fall took place, a lot was lost. Our whole being became inverted. Instead of our spirit being on the outside, then the soul and the body being somewhere in the mix, now the the spirit's inside, the soul's inside, and then we're covered with flesh the way that we are, you know. So, so many things happen. The Lord, as the time of the end is approaching, and it is approaching, I'm just saying that it may not quite be the day that everybody thinks it's going to be. Just keep that in mind. We've got work to do is the reason. And so the veil is being thinned so that we can have access to resources so that the very thing that we're talking about on podcasts like this become not just thoughts in our head, but there's something that we operate in. Because brothers and sisters, at the end of the day, the world has seen enough talk. It's time for action. And yes, part of action is at some point that people will be gifted To be able to see legs grow out with some of the desert storm people or different you know amputees and it'll be a perfect match to the other one that they have or if they don't have any they'll have two because what what's happening is the way that heaven works it's not hitting a wall the way that it did the father's thinning the veil so that at this point those to, who have a heart to seek what's on the other side of that wonderful veil, which is heaven, and the heaven principles, we're starting to be able to just now operate in some of those things. With the end goal being that there's no veil there at all, probably, but also so that there's not just four or five superheroes, um, Avenger types running around, on planet earth that have their tent meetings and you know they're on TV and stuff but so that everybody that calls on the name of the Lord becomes a super powerful heavenly um, I don't know adventurer or X-men or whoever you want to fill the blank in that's the old <laughs> ulti- that's the ultimate goal and and um, why not it's it's just our thinking you know, every you know one of the things that's always kind of frosted me, if I can, if I can air this, and I'll try to not be vulgar or anything. It's not that kind of thing, but that the new agers were bright enough to figure out the mechanics of the things that God gave the church, and from a carnal point of view, the things that that can be operated on mechanically, they operate in them, and then we discover it's supposed to, a lot of those things are supposed to be for us. It's just the mechanical side of it. And we start embracing some of those things. And the first thing we get called is new age. Even though the people aren't experts who call us that, they just name anything they don't understand as new age. Well, let's at least be mature enough to test things out before we, you know, put the moniker on something. Oh, he's new age. Oh, did you hear that, Dr. Rodich? He had, he actually had some, Some gemstones that he suspended in acrylic and he charged them with frequencies. That's not God. I mean, you know, this is what we've been through. And in the meantime, the New Agers, the witches, the warlocks, the demonic, everybody's just having a good time laughing at how stupid we are. If I can speak frankly. When this is what was given to us, Adam didn't lose his original charge to do what he was supposed to do. He lost relationship because of his sin. Well, that's been fully restored at a much higher level with Jesus Christ. My question is, how much of that higher level are you pressing into, meaning the listeners, of course, and is it visible at that higher level? That's what. That's why the veil needs to be thinner, because heaven's starting to talk to us and starting to give ideas to people and new inventions and and things that are going to change humanity. It's getting thinner. Wow. So that's my wow. comment
1: on that. Good stuff. It, it's funny that I've heard some pastors say if anybody says frequency or vibration, that's not in the Bible, it's false. And it's like they'll be telling you on a cell phone where that's transmitting their voice into polymers, metals, and plastics and transmitting it invisibly through electronic frequency to another polymer computer. Yeah, except that <laughs> translates yeah, I mean it's that's, like that's hilarious. Are we living in reality or not? And Ex- let me make a couple of connections. The Holy here. Spirit
0: hovered over creation and in the original language it means he vibrated and guess what happens Hmm. when something vibrates it gives off a frequency yeah and the frequency that he gave off had the father's design in it which is what took whatever the substance was and turned it into something i mean you know again I'm sorry, but I don't even justify this stuff to people anymore. I'm so far beyond that. I'm with you. You know, get get over it
1: it that same way. So uh, you commented on CERN, right? Mm -hmm. And this is what's interesting, this hydron particle collider, right? And it's huge. And it's how much money and time and effort goes into the design of it. And they only run it certain months out of the year. It's very interesting. But there's an ancient Gallo-Roman religion uh, of this deity, Cernunos, and this god is depicted with antlers. He's seated, cross-legged. He's associated with stags, horned serpents, dogs, and bulls. Now it reminds me where Jesus says, "Many bulls of Bashan have encompassed me." Me and Gary Wayne did an episode on dog Dogman, Lichens, right? All of these mm-hmm. werewolf-style spirits, and how he's finding root words and meanings, and even. Uh, lifestyle things that line up with what we would consider to be cynocephali, which is in the Greek, the head of a dog on a man. And I just think it's interesting that dogs is mentioned there because through that episode and word study, we did dogs are not a good thing. Most of the time in scripture now, yes, it's man's best friend with <laughs> two different things we're talking about here. That's mm-hmm. why it's important to at least make some of these connections, but it's just, it's, it's phenomenal how much goes on, right? right before our eyes and a lot of the times I think people out of fear doc they're just like oh frequency's not in the bible and 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 it contends the fact that they have a presence and they have a following and they don't have answers for it they they're under attack we got to be praying for these people it's not like we're just like, oh, discredit these pastors who said this is no good. No, we need to be praying and loving on these people because we are a body. And a lot of the times we're so heavily under attack as the layman who's working a full-time job, trying to pastor a church, like you know, look at what's going on in the world around us. So there's a lot of attack and pressure, and the enemy is not just sitting there twiddling his thumbs. As you mentioned in the beginning of this episode, he doesn't sleep. He's elaborately a well-planned out for the destruction. He's a liar, a thief, and and he's been uh, murdering and destroying since the beginning. That's what the enemy does. Yep. But I just think that connection was so interesting for me. You talk about just everything you're talking about. I little puzzle pieces kind of click together. Other stuff, I'm like, oh no, more study. I got to read more of your book. I got to dive into more.
0: Well, I mean, okay, <laughs> I work so, some of
1: this out. <laughs>
0: so now there's AI apps we can interact with, right? Okay, yeah. I mean in general artificial intelligence. Well, but there's certain aspects of AI apps where where they're connected in quantum computers. Well, they've already figured out how to merge the spirits of of the fallen nephilim, the ones that are still accessible into the AI programs because they're telling people who they are. It's not just some wacky computer just trying to jerk somebody's chain. They have the ability to do that. Well, how is it that that taking the mark of the beast when that when that those final days finally get here, how does that keep somebody from being able to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior? Well, it does if somehow the humanity has been altered in such a way that it merges with AI and therefore the spirit of the Nephilim. See, the Nephilims are disembodied. They are the demonic spirits that run around planet Earth most of the time to be distinguished from other things that we won't go into today that I happen to have some knowledge of. But they need a manifestation. So what the globalists and the elites are trying to do is to terraform humanity so that their good buddies can come in and have some place to live. That's what this whole game is about. So the wars, the different things, all the stuff that's going on, that's just a sideshow. You know, like, you know, like they say, Oh, there was, you know, God bless every one of them that loses their life and hopefully they find their way to heaven, but there's a shooting somewhere. Then it really makes you wonder why the shooting was, took place that day and what is really going on that they didn't want to be in the news. You know, that's the kind of thing we deal with constantly. So, so the reality is, is that if humanity can be changed, then then we can no longer carry the image of the living God. We are the one species, whether it's the others on other planets or not, we are the one species that is most closely created to carry the image of the very creator with things we're supposed to be doing. So it's they're totally focused on keeping us from being who we're supposed to be on every level. So they dumbed down religious education. They they dumbed down the Bible. Oh, my gosh. When I had this one fellow one time come to me, Rod, and he said, Brother, I'm really upset that you're using the uh, New International Version. I only used the Bible that Paul used. And I said, Well, what is that? He said, Well, the 1611 King James. And I went, Oh, my gosh. I'm going to lose this battle here. The guy's in a knucklehead. Well, 1,600 years after Paul. Roughly speaking, and he's saying that's the one Paul used. So you see what we're up against. But the bottom line is if those pastors who are a little bit resistant to frequencies and all those other things, you know how you shut people like that up? You say, hey, pastor, can I pray for that person that's in a wheelchair? And they get up and walk away. Hey, pastor, that lady over there has cancer. You pray for them and the cancer doesn't, it is no longer there. How about we, we not just impart miracles because of relationship with the heavenly father, son, and Holy Spirit, but we actually start releasing a realm of miracles into and over people's lives. Well, who can do that? Only those that walk intently right into the heart of the Lord. That's what we're supposed to be looking like here. Now, am I there yet? No, but thankfully, in different seasons of my life, he's given me little snippets of what it's going to look like when this thing, when I get more toward the end. Well, I'm going to be 70 next month, so yeah, I figure I got about 330 years left, give or take a few. But um, (laughs) you know, bottom bottom line is. Why should it be the um, scientific researchers that figure out how to lengthen people's lives? Why can't we get into heaven and, and have heaven release something upon us that actually helps us live longer? So, because think about it. Okay, I've learned what I've learned in the last 50 years. So if I die in two years, then he's got to raise somebody else up, right? And then they live to be 72 or three and then they die and they got to raise somebody else up. Why can't we live to be two or three hundred years? Well, brother, because God limited man to 120. Yeah, but all that changed in basically 2012. We're in the end time push, however long it's going to be. All bets are off on some of that stuff. That was just for a season. That's what heaven said. And so now it's just whoever wants to press in. And that's what we're trying to enable people to do, and that's why you're to be commended for your podcast. And I and I and I pray a blessing over everything that you and others like you are doing, so that heaven literally will open up through these types of broadcasts, telecasts, whatever.
1: Wow, that's humbling. Yeah, I think that giving people a license to go where we're called to go is an interesting predicament to even be in you know the religious spirits need to come down the denominational preferences need to fall down we need living word living water the rhema that you talked about doc and meditating on the word and just going deep in our relationship that's Hey, I am struggling and stumbling along. The first time we talked, you said it pretty good to me. You said, Rod, you're stumbling along pretty well. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to keep stumbling on forever. And a lot of us are right there in many ways where it's like we can feel something big is coming. We
0: something want to be like those priests you're that walked the right through the, the curtain but didn't get zapped. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we got our work cut out for us, don't we? (laughs) Well, but it's doable. You know why it's doable? Because Jesus did it. He's the one. The lamb slain from the foundation of the world. He always knew that he was going to be the one to set the higher mark.
1: Amen. And a lot of what's going on, you guys as listeners, is just, We are washing our minds from a lot of misrepresentation of truth. We've had a lot of false ones go out before us. We had a lot of people dumb down the scriptures and try to put God in a box and limit your questions, limit your God-given abilities. And really, they try to supersede this religious arc over the masses of people and instill fear and instill, you know, this religious order and you guys we are not called to be fearful. So for my Davids out there, keep killing those lions and those bears because Goliath is coming up here soon for many of us. Mm-hmm. And just and be encouraged you guys, these episodes are here. If you're not at that place in your walk, I challenge you guys to pray about it in secret. Pray about everything you hear me Uh, broadcast over here, but you take it before the Lord yourself. And another thing is we got to be willing to grow and listen to, to what God is doing in this day and age, because as the veils thinning, as the enemies lining up, as all of these things are right here for us to witness, are we going to sit here and twiddle our thumbs or are we going to actually dive deep in the rivers of living water? Are we going to allow the blood to do what it, what it's, called to do for us Which the blood covereth we mm-hmm. overcome by the blood of the lamb and our testimony so are you working on your testimony audience friends family my people are we working on our testimony are we going deeper with the lord so i'm hoping this episode challenged you guys it edified you guys it, it's bringing you deeper and you know what doc i just thank you for those those comforting and com- confirming words about hey this broadcast is important there is a place for this it's not downtrodden and just thrown to the side. There's something happening here that is causing some things to rise up. So I ask that you guys would pray for me and we need to have the kind of heart where we're praying for each other. We're finding out who's who and we're willing to be, have the humility to say, listen, let's come alongside each other. Let's read this. Let's pray about this and let's talk these things out. But now we got to start walking these things out. So I'm hoping to prep of all of this is bringing us into a tighter and and the narrow path that we're called to. So doc, as we kind of wind down just a little bit, plug in where people can find you. And I'm hoping this is not the last time I'd love to see a part four. I just, there's so many more places to go. There's so much more to discuss, but, uh, as, as we're finding ourselves to the end of this episode here, um, actually, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut that part out. Before I'm going to cut that part out, doc. So let me make a note 123. Before we get there, I have a a question for you. Okay, sure. Um, Give, give me in the audience, doc, some advice that you would have said to the younger you if you could go back 50 years to when you first got saved. What advice would you give to the younger you? This is going to touch somebody out there. Um, I'm hoping this ripple effect will do what it's intended to do. But Help us out with that question there.
0: Oh, I, I'd, be, I'd be glad to. Well, first of all, let me say that I was always a God seeker, but I didn't know how to get to him until somebody introduced me to the plan of salvation. And then instantly I said, this is it. This is where I'm at. So, uh, you know, I just, I, I always recognized that empty space inside of me from the time I was a child. I just didn't know what it was exactly, but I knew that it had something to do with God. So, as a young Christian, what I I would have said to myself, and I kind of did it a little bit, but I would have said in the beginning, make sure that what you're doing, what you're watching, what you're consuming on every level is of the highest possible quality and value. Watch who your friends are. Watch the things that you let distract you and focus on your developing a relationship with the Lord that is just like you would with a a spouse that you're dearly in love with. Get into the Word. Let the Word become alive to you. And keep it up. Don't ever get too busy that you don't have time for the Word. Even though it's deeper than what the English says there's still a lot of good stuff there and then I would say don't be afraid of the supernatural because we serve a supernatural God and there's going to come a point now remember I'm going back and I'm advising this guy I'm like in a hoodie and he I got sunglasses on he can't really see that it's me talking to me (laughs) so so I'd say God has a plan for every one of us There are actually books written in heaven in time you'll understand through relationship how to get an idea what's on those books but all the things that you do through intimacy and through relationship and through the word are going to set you up to be able to speak those things out in faith and to operate in a supernatural level that a lot of the people around you are going to have dumbed down and they're going to be happy with that and they need to be unhappy with that because what God has for you and what heaven has for you is so much greater than anything you're going to hear in most places. Don't settle for a piece of cake when you can have the whole thing. And his name is Jesus. And the rest of it will just kind of take care of itself. And then. I would probably close speaking to my young self and saying, if you look at life, and this is what I say to a lot of my customers when we get into the spiritual um, tests that I do, if you look at life as maybe a train trip from New York City to Los Angeles on Amtrak, well, the ticket's been paid for. You accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, so get on the train. When you get on the train, you're going to be given an itinerary. Maybe day one, you're going to be somewhere in West Virginia. I don't know exactly what a straight line would be, but it sounded good enough. But you're going to be on a stop for several hours, so enjoy some of the local history and the color. Well, that's a season in our life. We'll max that season out. I would say to myself, make sure you're on the right train, that you stay focused on the destination, and that in the season, that you are at the stop that you're supposed to be in that season. And if you are, God will always have heavenly resources for you because you're staying on your path. You don't need to worry about name it, claim it stuff. You don't need to worry about doing shady things to get money. The provision will always be there if you maintain the highest vision that he gives you. So be encouraged, because the best is yet to come, and it starts right now. Now, I would have been excited to hear that. Maybe I, ought to, maybe I ought to go into the time loop thing and go back and talk to myself, and then the next time we meet, I'll be, like, way advanced from where I am. I don't know. You know, the Mandela effect, but in a good way. <laughs>
1: Wow, Doc, it's always an honor to connect with you, and this has been a roller coaster ride of an episode, really. I mean, we covered so much in such a, a short time, and I know this is going to help people out there as it's helping me it will be in the show notes, but give them a verbal affirmation as to where people can find you. Doc.
0: All right. Well, it's, it's really simple. It's doc doc. And then my last name, R O D is in David, I C H. So doc. dot When you get there, it's a pretty simple website. Um, you'll see that on the left side are the three spiritual tests. I would recommend people not, if they want any testing done, don't waste your money unless you're actively engaging heaven. Those are for people that want to see, okay, here, I've been doing this work. Where am I at? Okay. Then on the other side is the nutritional part. And it's very accurate because it comes from your own voice and it's going to be person specific. So if I tell you, you need adrenal support, it's not because I'm guessing it's because your body's broadcasting that you have a deficiency when you combine the two instead of 250 each you get a hundred dollar discount and uh, also there's a link on the website to the book you can go to lulu.com and type in my name and the book will come up if you go to Amazon not Kindle but Amazon you've got to type in moving towards sonship if you type in my name for some reason it doesn't come up, but moving towards Sonship, then you'll see Dr. Robert Rodich and they'll have it to you in like two or three days, you know, how Amazon is. And there's a link there on how you can if you want a, a consultation, you can purchase one. And also if you need to just communicate with me and ask me questions, there's an email link and I'm always happy to get back with folks. Well that's it,
1: that's the episode, you guys. It's been an epic journey and In a lot of ways, we're just getting started, so I'm going to ask you guys to share this episode with your friends, your family members, your co-workers. Just share the show. I don't care if you talk about it word of mouth, send the link from your phone of whatever podcast choice, or if you send a link in an email, just share the show. Coming to you from southeastern Pennsylvania. God bless and goodbye.